This podcast is a proud member of the Teach Better Podcast Network. Better today, better tomorrow, and the podcast to get you there. Explore more podcasts at www.teachbetterpodcastnetwork.com. Now let's get on to the episode. Welcome to another edition of DesignCast. I'm Jason Reagan, your host. This episode, we have Dr. Jennifer Chang Walthall with us. She is a leading DP mathematics teacher, as well as currently works on her own. And you can find her information at jenniferwaffle.com. She helps with all kinds of professional development opportunities at your school. She'll come to your school and work with you as well as work with you remotely. And we discussed all kinds of topics, but mostly all revolving around this current situation around the globe to do with the COVID-19 outbreak. So we discussed what kinds of professional development we see happening at the moment and then how we see professional development changing in the future. It was a really great time talking with her, and I hope that you enjoy it as much as I enjoyed talking with her. Hey, guys. Thanks for joining in. I'm Jason, and I'm really super excited to have uh, a dear friend and colleague with me, Dr. Waffle. Please call me Jenny. Right? Jenny. Jenny, yeah, Jenny, please, Jenny. Yeah, please Dr. Jenny. Please call me Jenny. Yeah. <laughs> We're just wanting to talk a little bit about professional development and how, what's the state of it is now and that kind of thing. But before we get into that, Jenny, could you tell us a little bit about who you are, kind of your journey through being an educator and then being a, an educator of educators? And I just would really love to hear about that. Sure. And thank you so much, Jason, for having me on this podcast. I really <laughs> hope that people will have some insights and well, people will have some takeaways mm-hmm. after listening to our chat today. I was actually really lucky. I was a classroom teacher for 27 years. Oh, wow. I taught 10 to 18 year olds and I loved every minute. I think I learned a lot. I evolved a lot as a classroom practitioner. It was a difficult decision for me to actually leave the classroom because I'm a teacher at heart. So when I do travel around and engage in professional development opportunities with different schools, I really welcome the opportunity to be in the classroom and to co-teach and just to hang out with the students and see those light bulb moments. So I did leave a couple of years ago the classroom full-time and I now teach part-time at the University of Hong Kong for the Faculty of Education. And now my uh, master's students are giving me so much satisfaction and we are holding virtual classes and we're holding a virtual practicum so mm-hmm. they're practicing their teaching in the online environment oh, wow. um, and so I still get to see those light bulb moments and be part of my students journey in their learning that's fantastic it's great to talk to other passionate educators so it's so nice to hear your story and most of your most of your career all of your career how much of it has been in Hong Kong most of it, actually. Yeah. I, I was on a secondment. I was so fortunate to go on a secondment and work in New York at the oh. United Nations School. Yeah. Okay. So okay. one of the original IB schools. And that was such a wonderful experience. Mm. Uh, my heart goes out to everyone in New mm. York at the moment because I know that they're going through a very challenging mm-hmm. and difficult time. Um, I've been in touch with friends there and I loved my secondment year. And then I think yeah, most of my career really has 
first been in mm. Hong Kong and then mm. internationally, I think we met at mm-hmm. IB conferences and workshops. We have, absolutely. Right? Lots of times. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah, yeah, so small as, world. <laughs> um, it is. And as IB workshop leaders, we get to actually meet a lot of wonderful educators in our region. Mm-hmm. Um, as you know, I'm a field rep. So mm-hmm. that's kind of the best professional development that I receive when I pop mm-hmm. into IB workshop leaders workshops mm-hmm. and I learn so many fantastic engaging strategies for adult learners and for mm-hmm. teachers and so that's another part of my role that I really enjoy. Yeah, I know. I've been a field rep for a couple of years now too. And it's just so enriching to see that how other people do things. And it's also great to broaden your, you know, your scope because as a, yes. a single subject person, sometimes it's nice to go into a subject you're not used to teaching and seeing yes. how that's delivered and how they work with other adult learners. And yeah, exactly. I totally, exactly. I totally agree with you. It's such that's, a privilege, I think, and an honor that we get to do that, Jason, right? Mm-hmm. Like that, that is a lot of my professional learning, I would say, seeing other workshop leaders and, and their engaging strategies. I completely agree with you. And um, you also do some other stuff. I know you're in Hong Kong, the University of Hong Kong for part-time, but what else do you do? I know that you travel quite a bit and uh, work with other people. Tell us, well, until the last few weeks, what sort of things have you been doing? Schools and I partner up and we engage in a lot of curriculum development, professional Mm. learning, Mm. and normally school partnerships last between three to five years. And uh, sometimes it's across all discipline areas. So we Mm. look at concept-based curriculum and instruction Mm. and developing units um, Mm. and curriculum and developing pedagogical principles that actually teach for deep conceptual understanding. Mm. But my specialty area, as we all have one, is maths. Mm -hmm. And that's been quite rewarding too, Mm. to try and help departments and faculties Mm -hmm. around the world with their mathematics curriculum and trying to move away from that rote memorization of algorithms and facts in mathematics and trying to really showcase the creativity, the beauty, and helping students understand the why in Mm -hmm, in mathematics. mm -hmm. So most of my partnerships are either in developing mathematics curriculum or developing all subjects across the board from kindergarten to grade 12. So we start with three-year-olds and we look at their curriculum and what experiences we can design that focus on deep conceptual understanding all the way up to grade 12 or 18-year-olds. And I'm fortunate enough to be able to have these partnerships with different places around the world, different continents. So I actually get to learn quite a lot from our collaborations as well about different systems. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know you were just at my school last semester. And, uh, you know, the the feedback that I heard from the teachers was really fantastic. Uh, And I purposely spoke to the math teachers in the upper school or the high school because I wanted to kind of hear what their take was, because it's so hard to move away from traditional math teaching to more of a conceptual based math teaching. And they were they felt especially more some of the folks who've been teaching a longer period of time were very mm. much enlightened. So you're doing great work. Oh, that, and <laughs> oh, that warms my heart, Jason. You don't know how that oh, yeah. warms my heart. Oh, yeah. That's great. I mean, they really were really pleased to, to have, have you there. And we hope that the, you know, we can continue partnerships with you at some point later on or whenever it is. That'd be wonderful. That would be (laughs) be wonderful. And so, but I know that that's kind of at the moment on hold 
it seems like, you know, are you doing some remote work with teacher schools or is that kind of in the back burner at the moment? I think initially when schools were in that firefighting survive stage, I call mm. it, right? Like mm -hmm. this, so I have this framework of mm -hmm. e-learning adoption mm. and there are four stages. I think you've seen it. So we start it. off with, <laughs> so we, we start off with the survive, you know, mm. then we go for strive and they're the first two stages basically. Mm -hmm. And after that, hopefully we're thriving and then we actually arrive. When school initially closed in the survive stage I mm -hmm. think it was quite challenging to think mm -hmm. about any professional learning or curriculum mm -hmm. development and it really was a firefighting deciding LMS systems deciding digital mm -hmm. tools but I feel like that many schools are at this stage where they are now ready for some professional mm -hmm. learning that's mm -hmm. relevant to the online environment in particular mm -hmm. and so I'm really fortunate again that schools have come with me on this journey we were mm -hmm. face to face with lots of physical visits and now we're moving into to the virtual online uh, mm -hmm. professional learning area. So mm -hmm. I have a, a beautiful partnership with a school uh, down in Indonesia, mm -hmm. and we've decided that the focus maybe is not to develop a maths curriculum at the moment, mm -hmm. that we really need to be helping teachers with their pedagogy in terms of online uh, mm -hmm. learning, engaging mm -hmm. their students, motivating their students. How can we actually really cater to all the needs of our students in a blended, I'm going to call it a blended rather than mm -hmm. online because I'm going to be advocating mm -hmm. for a blended environment for our students. And so we decided that we're going to run weekly two-hour sessions. Sometimes that's based on a needs analysis mm -hmm. as well. Mm -hmm. So whatever the school needs at the time, and we're going to run all subject areas and focus on online learning and mm -hmm. the blended learning environment and, and frameworks that we know will really be effective and engage mm -hmm. students because the feedback that I've gotten actually from lots of teachers around the world they say mm -hmm. after about two or three weeks their students become less motivated and less engaged have mm -hmm. you found that Jason yeah, yeah. I, I, we found that the first week actually we felt students were more engaged than they would even be in person uh, <laughs> and then it has been a slow and steady decline yes. since then and yes. I think there has to be a mixture of asynchronous and synchronous instruction. Uh, yep, I think completely. that uh, the, the more screen time is not necessarily a good thing. Uh, and I think the more we can add variety and choice to what we're doing with our students, yes. I think it's going to be... Yes it's going to be critical, especially yeah. a lot of schools are in a holding pattern indefinitely at this point. Something you said earlier, it, it reminds me of a quote I saw online this, just this week saying, this isn't online teaching, this is emergency distance learning. Yeah. And I thought that's a big difference, you know, because there yes. are folks who do online learning and teaching as a profession, you know, and I've taken right. online courses and as adults, it's a challenge for adults to do this. So I can it only is. imagine a six-year-old or a four Exactly. Year old having to go through this and not having their friend network and not having recess and not having time with their friends at lunch. Uh, it's, exactly. it's just, and, and teachers too. We like our friends too, exactly. right? <laughs> our exactly. And, and that and, community yeah. feel, it's really, really hard. Schools are doing virtual pub nights and doing virtual wonderful. trivia nights it's and wonderful. things like that. So thanks to Zoom for allowing us to do exactly. those kinds of things. It's been an exactly. invaluable tool. But yeah, I think exactly. we found the engagement has definitely declined to yeah. a certain extent. 
to a certain extent. Yeah, and I think that's probably, ex I saw the same post, Jason, actually, and I <laughs> thought it was so astute. And yes. I'm going to create, I think it's given me some mm. inspiration to create some resources about mm -hmm. the difference. Mm -hmm. It's not emergency remote learning that we're trying to be facilitating. We're trying to look at best practices, mm -hmm. the research and frameworks that we know work in a blended environment. Mm -hmm. And then we're trying to design experiences for our students that actually showcase you know research and best mm -hmm. practices mm -hmm. yeah and at the beginning maybe we just weren't ready for that because some of us were just thrust into the situation mm -hmm. i know in hong kong mm -hmm. people were on their chinese new year holiday right. and then told that that, that there was no preparation you can't come time. back <laughs> and teachers sometimes didn't have their devices that's you right know, even that's so right. through no fault of our own we're in this situation mm -hmm. so now i think we're moving towards that thrive mm -hmm. and arrive stage where we really want to think about pedagogy. We want to think about how we're going to enhance learning and the online experience for our students to keep them highly motivated mm -hmm. and highly engaged. I think that's the stage that we're up to and it's a natural and normal stage to reach. Mm. That's great because that really segues into what I wanted to really talk to you about because I like this idea, this process, this process and stages, you know, it's almost like that. I don't know if you've ever heard of the trough of disillusionment, this curve. It's fantastic. I'll send you yes. a podcast about yes, it, but it, you know, yeah. it's all about the stages of, of new technology is what that one was about. Yes. But it's, it, yes. I could, I could actually probably parallel it with this where it starts in a kind of a honeymoon stage which dies out very quickly. And then you hit mm. to a point where you're almost in a pit of despair is actually what they call it. <laughs> the pit yes. of despair. And I don't know if that's yes. what you want to call it, but it feels that way that you feel really mm. disconnected. You feel very blue, you know, very down yeah. and you're having to constantly talk into a computer and you may not get any mm. feedback, any stimulus that way. And so the, the question I have for you, and you already kind of started talking about it, is what do you see the next step in professional development for teachers as this continues on? Because I think I've heard a lot yes. of people say that this situation is going to change teaching forever. Yes. It will definitely change it in the near foreseeable yes. future. So what do you kind of yes. see as the how we move forward with this in professional development at least? So um, you picked up so many really, well, you brought up so many important ideas that I'm going to address first. I, I want to create a movement. Movement, Jason. I mm. want to create a global movement. Hashtag is transform pedagogy, transform okay. learning. Okay. So let's start a movement together that right. we're going to really try and you know transform what mm. learning looks like for our students, even when we go back to the brick and mortar. So mm. regardless of whether we're online indefinitely or not, let's try and really transform what mm -hmm. education looks like globally mm -hmm. because of this. So let's let's take this as an opportunity. That's how I see it. Now, in terms of professional development, mm. I am so fortunate. I delivered five days of face-to-face -face synchronous PD wow. in Melbourne recently. Yes. And I thought it couldn't be done before. We all were skeptical. Mm. How can you have mm. the interaction? How can you have the discussions? Mm -hmm. How can you have that um, constructivist approach as well, the social constructivist mm -hmm. approach? And it can be done. Mm. It seriously can be done. I think it is, I'm going to say the word almost. I'm going to use the word, it is almost the same as being in the physical environment with a group of people. So because we have this wonderful tool, Zoom, that has mm -hmm. so many functionalities, I think that we can have a mixture of asynchronous and synchronous professional development. Mm -hmm. I'm recommending that for the blended environment that we include the synchronous, just like for our students, we 
we need to have some touch points with our students and our mm -hmm. participants. We need to be able to, as humans, connect with other humans and mm -hmm. communicate and see your faces, right? <laughs> that's right that's and be right. able to, you know, have some lighthearted moments mm -hmm. and to mm -hmm. share our experiences as well, mm -hmm. which is what we did this morning. So I ran this one hour formative assessment online in the mm -hmm. online environment. You know, it was wonderful just to connect with educators from Mexico, from North America, mm -hmm. including Canada, from Europe. It was 4 a.m. for them. So <laughs> I'm so I'm so grateful that they joined us. Uh, and then we had a lot of people from Asia Pacific. Mm -hmm. And it was one hour of human connection, interaction, mm -hmm. discussions as well. Mm -hmm. And so I think for the future, I used to run two-day face-to-face brick and mortar mm -hmm. professional development. Mm -hmm. I think a two-day face-to-face synchronous online virtual professional development will be almost exactly the same in terms mm. of engagement. And so I think that there is a model for that to be able right. to be introduced and adopted. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I also think that blending the two, so two-day face-to-face synchronous, mm -hmm. that can move into perhaps twice a week synchronous with some asynchronous work mm -hmm. over maybe a period of two weeks. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, it, this could also look like once a week, two hours, mm -hmm. you know, for a period of, let's say, four to six weeks so that it's a little bit more manageable because I know sure. that teachers are working so hard mm -hmm. at the mm -hmm. moment to try and design and create online experiences for their students. So maybe mm -hmm. a full two days out is just mm -hmm. not feasible at all. So I think some kind of, it can start with a two-day face-to-face synchronous and move all the way to a synchronous, a, a six-week asynchronous and synchronous Mm. Uh, learning experience in terms of professional development anywhere between those kind of yeah those two boundaries yeah, I think. yeah, yeah. I, I, it sounds really exciting and I, I, I can't help but think about um, you and I have been involved in IB professional development for many many years and the the online courses versus the face-to-face -face. and then even some in North America that I ran were um, blended so there was a, it was okay. a two day workshop, but you had to do two hours either before or after as asynchronous. And so okay. it was always a challenge because teachers are busy, right? And, and that yes. kind of thing. But I think we will be better equipped as teachers to not yes. only be good students, but also to be mm -hmm. good facilitators of that kind yes. of material where in the past people were just kind of thrown into it, but it, there wasn't a lot of stakes, mm -hmm. but now the stakes yes. are raised and I think it yes. will allow us to do that a lot better. And I do think that we will be adopting more flipped classroom type, you know, methods with our students. I also yes. think there's going to be teachers who retire after this and are not ready for this. Maybe they were kind of hanging around waiting and this might be too much. And unfortunately, yeah, that yeah. may be one of the things that we may lose some really very, very good teachers out of it as well. Yes, but yes. I do think that of all the professions at the moment, teaching's pretty stable. You know, yes. there's a lot of folks who are not in that same position. So I'm very, I feel yes. very fortunate that we're able to continue working even yes. during this time which not everybody exactly exactly yeah. i think it's important to be to try to think of things to be grateful for every day mm -hmm. in this climate right there Absolutely. was something jason that you mentioned mm -hmm. and it was um it's it's reminded me of a really important point that mm -hmm. it, i think in the old days 
an online face-to-face -face synchronous would consist of a lecture or a webinar. Now, if we're going to be lecturing and holding webinars, which is basically the teacher talking for an hour, mm -hmm. I do not think our students will be motivated or engaged. <laughs> and so exactly now right. we've got to, right? That's so right. now we've yeah. got to think about, it's not holding a mm -hmm. webinar or a lecture. Mm -hmm. It's about how do we actually still promote group work and collaboration mm -hmm. with our breakout rooms? How do we actually formatively assess learning mm -hmm. as we're actually holding any synchronous or asynchronous lessons? right and right. learning so it's rethinking so i'm going to remind everyone global movement transform <laughs> pedagogy transform learning <laughs> that's it i'll make sure that we get that on the show notes as well don't worry excellent. it'll be part excellent. of it absolutely excellent. and i think that's great i mean i i feel that there's been this this undertow uh that's changed you know, mm -hmm. the wave comes in and then it has to go back out. And I feel like the undertow that's underneath that wave is starting to catch people in a good yeah. way, in a bad way, you know, but a lot mm -hmm. of good things are coming out. I was reading an article in the New York Times just this morning about how the internet mm -hmm. has become a nice place. It's become a much <laughs> kinder place, at least on yes. social media, because of yes. this, that people need some hope. I think even just yesterday, I was having a conversation saying that Twitter used to be kind of this black hole of stuff, mm -hmm. right? And and yeah. a lot of teachers are taking it up and using it as their professional learning network. It's yeah. been really, really strong to do that. And I've been really fortunate to have some great people such as yourself to follow and to, you know, learn from. Likewise. Are, <laughs> thank you. People are sharing freely, you know, yeah, and, and that's right. I, I think of so many places where people are sharing. And now what's happening is folks in North America as that wave of all these cases have hit there. And now that's they're right. on online learning. They're now where we were in Asia six, exactly. six or eight weeks ago. And so now exactly. what's happened, we can help share with them. That's yes. part of the reason for this podcast is just to think about yeah. how can we give back our experience to help others mm. maybe make it just slightly easier, just a little bit easier yeah. than it would have been without it. Yeah. That's definitely where I see us going. And I think your vision for professional development is fantastic. I think it's necessary. I think it's needed. And yeah. I think that it Thank will you. blow out all those cobwebs and get things really moving in the right direction, we hope. And people are becoming a lot more technologically competent over this time, you know, and yeah. And because they're having to, right. it's, it's necessary. I was going to say that's a sense of mm. achievement to people when mm. they do learn about new technology. Mm. And I'm going to just bring um, your point, Jason, of mm. trying to pay forward and trying mm -hmm. to, it's an act of kindness to try and help teachers around the world with mm -hmm. these very short podcasts that hopefully our teachers mm. will have takeaways from. Absolutely. And so you're actually uniting humanity through mm. your kindness, which As I are is you. so important. I mean, you've got folks at 4 a.m. getting up to listen to you, so they'd be part of, of your movement. So I'm that's so honored. I'm so grateful. <laughs> so thinking about social media and things like that, who are who are some folks that you follow and, and you interact with that other people should also take notice of? Besides you, of course, oh. Jason. <laughs> You're way too kind, Jenny. <laughs> Um, I was thinking, you know, Jennifer Gonzalez, cult mm. of pedagogy, mm -hmm. who doesn't follow her? Oh, she's great. Absolutely. <laughs> she's phenomenal. 
And the mm. things that she's been releasing recently mm -hmm. and even over the years, mm -hmm. I still use, you know, she right. released something years ago, so forward thinking on mm. inductive teaching that I mm -hmm. still use in my workshops to mm -hmm. help students, uh, to help my teachers understand mm -hmm. what that is. So I would say definitely cult of pedagogy, mm -hmm. big shout out to you, mm -hmm. Jennifer Gonzalez. Mm -hmm. And this, I think it was a few months ago, I got a follow from her and I just <gasps> was, Fantastic. I got a follow from her. So exactly. Impressive. <laughs> yeah, I, I was really yeah. impressed. I was so happy. Yeah, yeah. yeah so she's definitely def edu famous for sure. That's uh, yeah, I would definitely. be fanboying out over that for sure. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> so I I, I skipped over something I didn't mean to, but um, and I don't know if now is a good time to talk about the books that you've published or, or not. But I know that you were part of the. Were you part of the most recent update with the the maths DP? Updates? Yes, I was. Yeah, mm -hmm. so I was very honoured to be part of the curriculum review group that mm -hmm. um, just released a new maths curriculum for diploma mm -hmm. program mm -hmm. and there is more of a conceptual theme and strand mm -hmm. running through the mm -hmm. whole program so it's actually very exciting all the courses have been completely changed mm -hmm. and I'm hoping that the, the main goal was really not about the topics the actual topics of mathematics mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. trying to encourage a change in pedagogy mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. if we're, we're hoping that with the new DP maths courses teachers are going to be adopting more inquiry-based learning mm -hmm. with the 30-hour toolkit time mm -hmm. that's been given mm -hmm. to them mm -hmm. and they're going to be teaching for more conceptual understanding and they're going to be addressing just those approaches to teaching mm -hmm. in the IB that they recommend mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. and have more space and time to do that so mm -hmm. I'm pretty excited I you know I, I um, am looking forward to hearing feedback mm -hmm. about mm -hmm. how classroom how the classroom learning right. is going and evolving and changing mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. of it I hope yeah, I've, I, you know, I was a field rep at a, at one of the workshops where there were lots of the subject specific seminars. Right. So there were a lot of people there, a lot of experienced math teachers. And I, I was yes. hearing good things, you know, that, that's been a while, good. a little while ago now, but I was hearing good things. So, but only time will tell. I'm sure it's great because yes. with each iteration, we learn more things and learn new things. Exactly. And, and then again, exactly. as you say, pay it forward and use our experience to hopefully help the newer exactly. teachers, you know? Yes. And that. I have to give a shout out to the IB that they're, they're mm -hmm. so forward thinking and mm -hmm. so progressive. I work with a lot of different national uh, curricula around mm -hmm. the world and the IB are so research-based in their progressive mm -hmm. development of their curriculum. And I don't know if you saw, you probably did see the, <laughs> the 12 to 14 page document that they released on online teaching mm -hmm. recently mm -hmm. to help yes. everyone. They're just, you know, mm -hmm. so if we can learn, if other systems can learn about mm -hmm. the pedagogical principles, the approaches mm -hmm. to learning skills that we're trying to develop with our students and teachers, then I think that would be, you know, great. Yeah, I just always mm. enjoy talking with you, especially about maths, which has not always been my favorite subject. So that's good. That I, I love to see your passion because <laughs> you hate it, right? There's not really middle ground for mathematics, but <laughs> in my opinion. We're, well, I'm, I'm trying to change that. I know obviously. you are. I'm sure there's another hashtag in there that we could get <laughs> going on. <now. laughs> uh, and I know we've talked about Zoom and we've talked about some of the other things. What are some like books and apps and websites that you would recommend for folks? especially during this time, thinking about okay. growing, developing this... as a professional. Yeah, no, Look no, around. I'm looking for the book. Oh, oh yeah, okay. It's, it's, okay. Un it's underneath my teacup. That's <laughs> right. Let me get it. <laughs> 
I've got this is this is one that I actually have okay. not mentioned publicly yet, okay. but it is my go-to. It is okay. my number one go-to, okay. and I'm, I, hopefully you can see it. The virtual oh. environment. I think this is an excellent ecologies. book. Oh, that's great! Exactly, it's okay. e-learning ecologies principles for new learning and assessment mm. okay. by Cope and Calantis. Okay. And so I, I'll you know I'll put a link. I'll send you that a link. That would be great. That would be great. And this is about really about pedagogy. How, okay. What kind of in pedagogy can we mm. encourage and what the e-learning ecology affordances are mm. in terms of our transformation of pedagogy? Mm -hmm. See, oh, I've got wow. it in there again. There it is. <laughs> I love it. That's great. Keep saying it. That's and so great. this is my go-to. This really okay. is my go-to book. Yeah. Oh, wow. Completely. Fantastic. And probably released more recently, so 2014, okay. uh, 2017. Oh, First great. published 2017, so wow. something that's a little more current as well. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm sure that should be yeah. part of everyone's professional library, especially yes, now because now. I'm, I'm telling you the conversations I've had have changed so much in the last six to eight weeks yeah. from just general teaching and pedagogy type things to more about true deep learning true conceptual yes. understanding uh, yes. because it's amazing when you have a short or compressed timeline you have to cut through all the fluff and you have to get to exactly. what's important into the meat and i think that's exactly. one of the things we're going to see is just cutting away now i think activities are important i think being part of a community and collaborating and things in person is very important it's part of the learning process yes. but i think yes. when we're talking about a compressed short here's your 15 20 minutes you get rid of all yes. those things that and you get to the heart of it and i think that's fantastic yes. i love that book i'm gonna have to get that myself but yeah <laughs> there's one more now that you mentioned mm -hmm. the deep learning i just got Michael Fullan's new book, Deep oh, okay. Learning Pedagogies. Oh. Yep. And that's pretty good. That's fantastic. That's a okay. fantastic read as well. Okay. And so I'll, I'll send you the link to that one. That would too. be great. I'll make sure to include that for all of our four listeners. So that <laughs> <laughs> so you, me, and two you, others. Me, and my wife listens twice. So it's <laughs> <laughs> we it's have great. to have humor, don't Absolutely. we? We've got to have yeah, some we humor have to every day. Well, and most exactly. teachers, they're very, um, they're very human connections, you know, they're very into, yes. and they may not necessarily all be extroverted, but that human mm -hmm. connection is one reason people go into teaching is that they're constantly exactly. in connection with humans. So it's like, you know, really it's torturous to put an extrovert yes. and human, you know, people who need that emotional yes. um, stimulus from folks, it's out the window, you know, and so it's, yeah. it's. You know, we've been quite lucky because most of the folks at my school live in two compounds. And so right. we're at least able to see one another kind of in passing That's or nice. whatever, but it's still not the same, obviously. But um, we yeah. at least have that, that we can get that human contact if we really, exactly. really want it within the acceptable social distancing rules. But uh, yes, <laughs> yes. But, so, but some teachers I oh, know yeah. in China have been isolated for I, months and haven't had human mm, contact, which is yeah. so sad. So, yeah. you know, it is important, I think, mm -hmm. that we do have that my friends know me and you know me Jason yes, I yes. I'm I'm an extrovert I mm. think right I'm <laughs> undeniably <laughs> I know the feeling. And so, <laughs> and so people have been yeah. checking in because there's been memes going around saying, please check on your extrovert that's right, friends. That's right. <laughs> and so people have been checking oh in my on gosh. me, which is so kind and so lovely, you know, because yeah. we do suffer more yeah. because we need and need yeah. that human 
should absolutely it's it's part of what mm-hmm. energizes us and when you don't have it you you feel quite mundane and blue yes. and you're like why am i feeling this way but it's because exactly. you haven't had that variety of contact that you would have even just in the hallway or getting a cup of coffee or tea exactly it's really necessary and so i think the new reality that we're discussing though will be a blend of that you know using yes just, just narrowing down what's important to focus on but also still having that human contact hopefully beautiful yeah <laughs> i couldn't agree more I jenny thank you more. so much you have been such a gracious guest and i really appreciate you being here and i wish you all the best of success and please stay healthy and safe there thank in Hong you Kong. <laughs> no thank you so much jason like i wish you the best mm. health as well for you and your family all right. and do you know thank you for inviting me on this podcast it oh, was yeah. the highlight of my day oh highlight my gosh of my day oh wow that's that's <laughs> i have a lot to live up to that's very humbling thank you so much <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.